And now we go live to the White House Secret Service. Hey, Johnson, come here. Look at this. Holy shit, that's a lot of cocaine. Have you ever seen this much cocaine in your life? That's got to be worth, what, 10, 15,000? Oh, I blew it. I blew that, didn't I? Hey, Hunter, what are you doing this weekend for the 4th? Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Uh Coming at you from the Skyhammer Studios here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. This is the El Dondo and T Show. You have insanity in my earpiece. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dees. And you want to talk about insanity in the old earpiece this week. So uh, Hunter Biden is, is big in the news. Uh, not, not only is Hunter Biden big in the news, but the cocaine they found in the White House is big in the news as well. I think we're going to dedicate a pretty good portion of the show to this one because some jokes just write themselves, don't they, Dees? Uh, yeah. But, but first, what we want to do is we want to give a shout out to our sponsor for the show, Enviroseal. If you have sunken concrete slabs, patios, driveways, they will come over and they will pump up the slabs. That's right. They'll pump them up. They'll get them leveled out for you. They use a polyurethane foam to do it. And those slabs are ready to drive on the same day or be used for a cookout or if you want to body slam your neighbor. Whatever you want to do on those slabs, they'll be ready. Give those guys a call in Viroseal at 309-275-6303. Okay, now the moment we've all been waiting for. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the cocaine at the White House. So on Sunday, it was, and I want to, I want to touch on this real quick before we get into the story and the details of it. Sunday, news broke that they had found cocaine in the White House. Now, I can never remember another time where cocaine was found in the White House. Can you, Deez? No. Now, I'm not saying that cocaine was never in the White House. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I can never remember another time where... It, it has 100% been in the White House. I guarantee you. Maybe it has. has. Why in the hell Look did at they Nixon's let this nose. slip out? Look at Nixon's nose. You know, he was... You think... Yeah, he was chopping rails on the old You desk. think old Tricky Dick was... Was going for it. Yeah. And I'd say JFK was probably doing them off the uh, the rather fine backside of one Marilyn Monroe. Oh, yeah. Marilyn Monroe. I'm sure they were partying hard back in JFK's days. Yeah. So anyway, they found this. I'm just surprised that it actually made its way out with everything that's going on with Hunter Biden. You know, that they actually broke this. I mean. Well, initially, they evacuated the White House because of a mysterious white powder was found. And it wasn't until after they went and tested it and said, oh, yeah, it was cocaine. So the story was already there because they they had to evacuate the White House. And, you know, as well as I do, that there are literally press that live there pretty much. Right. So the story was going to get out regardless. And rather than say, oh, well, yeah, we, we had, um, oh, God, now I'm drawing a complete blank. What was the other white powdery substance that killed oh, people? Oh, uh, ricin. Ricin. Well, that's not the one I'm thinking of. But either way, they didn't know. Anthrax, that's the one I was thinking of. Um, so there's the story of why are we leaving? Well, they found a white powdery substance. Well, then test came back. Uh, it was just blow. <laughs> well, it's, it's. I think it's actually kind of funny that they found that. And Hunter Biden was actually at the White House on Friday. Yes, and then returned on, I believe, either Tuesday morning or Monday evening. I don't remember. Right. They were there for the 4th. I know that. Like Rob Schmidt said, that was probably a pretty long weekend leaving this blow back at the White House. Right. Like I have dad all. so many questions. How how much Coke was it? You know, are we talking like it was a little like a gram? Or are we talking, you know, an eight ball? What? Like, 
you know, I don't think it matters. It's 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 in the it's in the White House. I mean, this is this this administration is such a I'd almost laugh if it wasn't so sad and disgraceful. I mean, you got we were going to talk about, you know, the other stuff that Biden did. Biden got lost this week just wandering around the stage. We'll get into that later. But the cocaine thing's a big deal. Yeah, and they've changed the story three times now. That's right. As tell far us, as where it has been found. Tell, tell us where they have, where it started and where it ended up at this moment. The initial report was that it was found in the library in the West Wing. All of them were in the West Wing. Let's just get that out of the way. First one was it was the, the library in the West Wing, which is, um, I believe, right outside of the Oval Office. Correct. Then it said, oh, no, it was in a storage cubby which is used by a lot of the guests and visitors to the White House. Like, hey, I'm going to go on a White House tour, and here's my sunglasses, my phone, my cocaine. All right, show me the Oval Office. And and then, of course, that was what was repeated by Karine Jean-Pierre. And then now there is somebody saying, a, a quote, source, saying that it was found right near the executive entrance, which I would imagine is a little more exclusive. So... We need that's the story we need first. And I, I find it kind of funny that it it's changed to where it's almost like deflection. Well, and they maybe they found it in all three of those places. Yeah, that could I'm be just too. saying that could be very. I mean, Hunter's there. What the hell? He's probably bouncing off the walls and the ceilings, throwing bags of coke at people like he's a monkey flinging poo. Uh, did you see the video? And we had this uh, gateway pundit had it. The video, there's no audio, but. People picked up on this. He was at the 4th of July celebration, I believe it was at the White House, right on the, on the balcony, correct? Yes. And he does this thing with his nose like he's wiping his... It, it does look like something I've seen people that have, that have done coke do. Now, they also said they, they think he was doing a bump. I'm, I'm in agreement with these. I don't think there was any time right there for him to do a bump. No. But you know what? Hunter Biden's a professional. Boys and girls, don't try this at home. If there's anybody that could sneak a bump behind the president, it's going to be Hunter Biden. I don't think he did it personally. Yeah. It doesn't full, full disclosure, uh, having worked in bars and many of those years in bars, I was in a strip club. So, uh, to say that I've been around a white pottery substance for, for a good period of time would be an understatement. And, and there's a disclaimer. D's and I never really cared for cocaine. We just like the smell of it. Yeah. yeah okay. That's, that's all that nose was a days, huh? Uh, <laughs> but his, when he, he, his head disappears behind, I think it's Jill's head in the video. There, there's no chance that he did a bump right there. None whatsoever, unless he had it smeared on his finger and just wiped it across. I'm just telling you right now, no chance. Hey, you know, maybe, however, maybe he's like DeSantis eating pudding. He just puts it. Yeah. Just however, I would be more interested to know that where he was going while everybody else was out on the balcony. It looked to me like um, slick my hair back. I'm going to sneak back here in the back room and. Do a little tootski and then come back and enjoy the fireworks. He 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 and then he come he turns around. I think he comes back and he's talking to somebody. Maybe it's one of his stripper girlfriends or something. I don't know what it is. I think that I think it's his girlfriend. But he does this animated he does this animated thing where he's like that and he's like wiping his head. You can't for, see it. For you a hot it on the second, it does he he has the a little bit of the, the tweak going he does. on. But then he like picks up his I don't know if it's son or daughter or just, little blonde haired child then hands him over to Joe so he can sniff him and, and and looks, you know, he looked okay at that point. And then he goes pretty up and far from. Okay. Yeah. Does the old hair slick and walks away. Now, bottom line is 
he deserves all the heat that he's getting for this. Oh, absolutely, he does. Whether or not it was his blow, who who maybe it was Joe's. Dude, you know they got to be jacking that dude up. That's like weekend at Bernie's going on there right now. I don't know. His heart might explode. That weekend at Bernie's turned thirty five. Did you? I saw that on Facebook. Don't tell me that. <laughs> does it make you feel old? Yes, these? yes, it most certainly does. So anyway, what I started stammering there. I apologize for that. I would not be surprised if a guy that was stoned to the bejesus left his laptop with all this incriminating evidence on it at the computer repair guy's place. Would le- I wouldn't be surprised if he left his blow in the White House. Now, again, this is coming from my years of experience. You know what the most incriminating thing about that video was? What's that? And, and I don't watch enough of Hunter to know if this is what he does or not. But the one thing, if I was going to pick one thing out of that little video yeah. that tells me that he might be high on cocaine is his shirt. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? That he's that wearing is true. a suit coat. Dad's there, you know, all prim and proper. So is mom. Hunter's got on a suit coat. He's yep. got on a dress shirt. You're right. No tie, and it's unbuttoned, like two or three of the top like he's, buttons. Like he's hot, yes. right? Like he's burning up. Yes. He's a little disheveled. It, I agree with that. It, uh, coming from my expert opinion, and trust me, it's expert. <clears throat> so, so here's, that's the biggest telltale to me. This is what Eldonzo and Dees are saying. If we were at a, let's say, a get together, a party. And you, you and I are, think the same way about this stuff, Dees. And we saw that guy. It would be a race between which one of us would bump the other one in the arm first and be like, dude, that dude's jacked up. Yeah, that dude's higher than pterodactyl. Yeah. yeah. If, if I looked Teats. across and I seen a guy that I knew at one point confirmed had a cocaine problem, and I looked across he, and I saw he, just the way it. he's dressed, I'm thinking, yeah, he's probably high right now. Yeah. He's at least relapsed. I don't know. I don't think he ever quit. I don't think he ever quit. Probably not. He probably, well, what he probably did was he got off the, the Kmart Coke, which is what I refer to as crack, and, and, you know, got back to the original recipe. But, so check this out. And this is what's really just damning about this. They, they don't care. So this is a Gateway Pundit story. I'm going to read a quick snippet, then we're going to take a break. But, you know, a source close to the White House told The Hill Quote, it's all political fodder right now, political BS. The insider scoffed the story was predictably being leveraged by the right after former President Trump claimed the illegal drug belonged to President Biden and his son Hunter. Okay, what do you expect from this? What the hell would have happened if they would have found it in there while Trump was in office? Yeah. This isn't political BS. Oh, this wait, is wait, big wait. news. Wait, wait, political BS. You know, you know what else kind of sounds like political BS? What? Coming up with all these bogus charges and yeah, yeah, arrests. I mean, you want to talk about political, political persecution? That's BS right there. Yeah, it's this. It's no different. Like you're using all this ticky tack stuff with documents and whatever. You know, process crimes. Did Did he have them? Maybe. Did it hurt anybody? No. But it's the same thing. Both sides are using every bullet in the gun that's the same source said i think it's comical of course you're going to do what you need to do anytime the opposition has a way to lean in and provide some type of antidote or response that's going to get people wired up they're going to do so i don't think it's comical these i just there's just nothing about this that i find comical well there's a lot about it that i find comical but well it's simple fact is is, is. yeah they're gonna use it anyway cokehead he is a cokehead and his, his dad sniffs children and takes inappropriate showers with his daughter. What a screwed up backwards family. This is the Aldonzo and D Show. We will be right back after these are commercial massages on Cities 92.9.
Hey, this is the Eldonzo and D show. We're back on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dees. And we're paying a little bit of homage to our uh, favorite first son, Hunter Biden, right here on this segment. Yeah. She don't like cocaine, but uh, Hunter does. Yes, he, he definitely does. Uh, so anyway, we're talking about this Hunter Biden deal. We're talking about the cocaine in the White House and the idiocy that abounds from this. So I've got this pulled up. White House spokesperson refuse, refuses to deny Trump's charge. West Wing cocaine belongs to Joe or Hunter Biden. So let's go down and read what uh, President Trump had to say. This is what he tweeted on. Well, I say tweeted what he posted on Truth Social. Uh, quote, does anybody really believe that the cocaine found in the West Wing of the White House, very close to the Oval Office, is for the use of anyone other than Hunter and Joe Biden? But watch, the fake news media will soon start saying that the amount found was very small and it wasn't really cocaine, but rather common ground up aspirin and the story will vanish. Has deranged Jack Smith, the crazy Trump hating special prosecutor, been seen in the area of the cocaine? He looks like a crackhead to me. <laughs> you know what? You got to love Donald Trump and how he just comes out swinging at everything. I, I never really paid that much attention, but I do have to admit that Jack Smith does kind of look like Hunter Biden looked in some of those laptop photos. He does. He, it could be a stunt double in some of them. So this is what happened. So White House Deputy Press Secretary Andrew Bates took several questions from reporters about the discovery Sunday of cocaine in the West Wing during a Thursday morning flight on Air Force One to an appearance in South Carolina by Joe Biden. Bates hid behind the Secret Service investigation to not give direct answers. Bates refused to deny whether the cocaine belongs to Joe or Hunter Biden. So Andrew Bates won't even come out and say whether yes or no. This is what he said when he was asked, quote, I, I don't uh, have a uh, response to that because we have to be careful about the Hatch Act. Uh, what I will say is that I have noticed there does seem to be some increasing frustration coming from that corner in general. Uh, and I think it's probably rooted in the contrast between their substantive policy records. One more, you know, President, former President Trump has made some pretty wild posts uh, re recently on social media. Uh, one of them was that uh, the cocaine found in the White House was it belonged to either the president or his son. Are you willing to say that that's not the case, that they don't belong to them? That, it, it's These people are deranged. That reminds me of that video of that kid, which I think we've played on the show before about you ever have a dream where like um you could and then you would dream that um, you could do anything why are they i don't yeah exactly that's exactly what these people sound like <clears throat> we didn't have the audio clip of that we should have gotten the audio clip that would have been a good that's one to what play it sounded like. that's it yeah you watched it right yeah yeah it was it was exactly that so anyway going on from this yeah there's cocaine in the white house it's nothing to worry about folks this happens all the time it's cocaine here cocaine there cocaine everywhere best for best family in the world to be ever be living in the white house running the damn country into the ground by the way so check this out this is another how do they not know like here's my theory they know whose it is already i agree with that the, at le and if they don't then we need to seriously uh, rehash the security at the White House. Like this you is can't supposed tell to be me that. Yeah, go ahead. this is supposed to be literally the most secure location on the planet, at the very least, the most secure location in the United States. Are you telling? There should be a camera covering every square inch with laser beams and everything. 
and you can't tell me that they can't pinpoint who put it there. And again, going back to things that I said on segment one, knowing my fair share of cokeheads in my day, there is zero chance that if it was a baggie of cocaine, that there are not fingerprints on said baggie. There has to be. There yes. has to be. I mean, he, nobody in that White House is that slick. You just listen to these. You know what really, really pisses me off is when I try to read transcripts of what these idiots say to each other, and I get jumbled up. I'm like, what what, what the hell are you guys talking about? Can't you give a clear and concise, concise answer to something? Even the reporters, you know, traipsing around this, like, well, uh, so what do you, um, 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 uh, uh, we, Stop. Just spit the come on, man. <laughs> Just like Joe Biden would say, come yeah. on, man. There's something else, though, that really bugs me about about this family. They're 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 miscreants or disgusting people. This is another one that the White House refuses to answer questions about is Biden's estranged four year old granddaughter that Hunter fathered with the stripper. Have you kept up on this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we talked about this when the uh, uh, support hearing was just starting and how conveniently it was settled right uh, literally within a couple of days of the plea agreement. And initially they said that they settled on $5,000 a month, I believe after it was $20,000. But then somebody said that it was an undisclosed amount, which tells me that they probably paid her a bunch of hush money. Well, I'm sure they did. I mean, that's what they know. That's the only thing that this she, family has ever known. Is she either. also dropped her request to change uh, the little girl's last name to Biden. So they paid her off. Yeah. The fact that, like I said, that was done literally, I want to say within two days of the plea deal, like they are trying to sweep everything possible under the rug including a pack of cocaine these these people know no sense of accountability no they don't know they don't know about it they don't have any idea how that works is to be accountable for your actions and to have when somebody comes into your family they come into your family and you should try to welcome them in i don't care what circumstances that's in okay there's no accountability all these people have ever known in their life is either they get paid to do stuff or they pay other people to make stuff go away for them. They've never had their feet held to the fire. They've been grifting off this country, or Joe Biden has, for 40 or 50 years. I used to feel bad <clears throat> for Trump's press secretaries because they used to get just absolutely grilled. And I know what you're going to say, but I do feel bad for Karina Jean-Pierre. I know, she's an the, idiot. At the end of the day, oh. she's doing a job, and her job is to, to continuously try and answer questions no. about this effed up family and all of their mistakes. I don't feel bad for her. And I'll tell you why she saw what she saw, what Jen Psaki had to go through. Okay. I, I don't even want to hear that. Yeah. I don't feel one bit bad for Kareem. Jean Kareem Jean-Pierre has no business being on a podium in the first place. That's not her cup of tea. The only reason she was hired and it wasn't for meritocracy because she was black and she was lesbian and she's French too. First black lesbian French press secretary yeah. that they've ever had. I, she's not French. I don't know if she's French. Jean-Pierre. I don't even know. That's Maybe it was hers because you know what? If I had to stand up there in front of all these people geeking out, wouldn't shout, you? Was shouting questions about scumbag be, Hunter, I would need to go home and you just blow. A I know I would too. Also like I man, would too. I, it'd be, I can't take it anymore. It'd be, it'd be like you turn around and go off stage like, Jesus, right. I can't, I can't do this. 
Somebody give me, I need a bump, man. I need, I need to do something. I'm, I'm, I'm dying up there, man. I'm dying. I'd probably have substance abuse issues too if I was Kareem Jean-Pierre. But let's get back to the story. It's New York Post. Uh, White House Press Secretary, Secretary Kareem Jean-Pierre once again declined to answer questions about President Biden's estranged granddaughter following a weekend report claiming that aides are told not to acknowledge Hunter's child with a former stripper. Jean-Pierre was asked about the New York Times bombshell report Saturday on four-year-old Navy Joan Roberts, whom Hunter Biden shares with Arkansas baby mama London Alexis Roberts at Wednesday's press briefing. This is what she had to say. There was a, excuse me, excuse me, this is the reporter. There was a story in the New York Times over the weekend about Hunter Biden's daughter in Arkansas. Does the president acknowledge this little girl is his granddaughter? Her response, I don't have anything to share from here. Wow. Why would they not acknowledge this? Like, nobody knows. Like, the only way that anybody's going to confirm that this is Hunter Biden's daughter is if they actually come out and say it. It's like, if we don't say anything, this will just go away. Yeah. No, it's disgusting that, you know, it, it's been proven. There's been the paternity test. Like, there's zero question that is his daughter. And the fact that here the, you know, president of the United States, leader of the free world, whatever you want to call him, uh, refuses to acknowledge this child. I mean, look, you don't have to give her the name. You don't have to invite her to the White House, but at least have the common decency to be like, yeah, we, you know, this is our other grandchild. It is what it is. They wouldn't even hang stockings up for the little girl. Instead of completely ignoring the fact that she exists. How do you think she's going to feel when she gets older and has just been abandoned by her super rich, powerful family? Yeah, well, given the way this, you know, young generation is softer than soft serve yeah it's gonna be bad it's gonna scar her like you know this super powerful super rich family is basically saying you don't exist to us rejection is a horrible thing Mm -hmm. it really is and what her mom should do is probably close her legs first thing okay before she goes out and screws any more bidens and the second thing is she should be a responsible mother take whatever money she can get from these dirt bags and raise her little girl to not know anything about this. Yeah, well, that's the thing that the, she already knows. Like, it's the daughter knows who she is, knows. But wait a minute. How old's the daughter? Four. Okay, that, that can be deprogrammed yeah. out of her. And I hate to use the word deprogrammed. Four years old, you can start to, you can, you can curve that really easily at four years old. But can you at this point, though? Because, I don't know. I'd make every effort to try it. Well, I understand that. But, I mean, this woman is now, with all the court cases and everything, it's going to be like, oh, your classmates with little Navy. Oh, her mom's no. London. Her, she, that's that's, you know, I, I get where you're coming from with this, but I, I think that's going to be more of a fart in the wind, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think this I don't know with social media and you can't. Yeah, I don't know. I think do th- anything anymore without, you know, everybody finding out about, you it. know, here's the thing. We're, we're, I would try, but I think it's going to be very difficult. Unfortunately, we're staring down the uh, barrel of thermal nuclear war coming up. So people should be probably focused on that. And I, look, I focus on this stuff. It's big news. It's disgusting. This is big stuff for a president's family it's to huge. be doing. Yeah, I mean, this, right? this whole last six months, eight months, however long it's been, it, it, well, it all become a blur. Yeah. But. This is this is what Aldonzo thinks. Once the nukes start falling, everybody's going to forget about what what's her name? Robert something? Alexis what? Some stripper? <laughs> this is the Aldonzo and D show. We'll be right back here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal.
Hey, welcome back to the Eldonzo and D Show here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dees. And we are talking about America's most effed up family, the Bidens. Hey, hey, it's the Bidens. So, one last story I want to get with this. Leave our blow laying around. <laughs> Knows where the days. So, <clears throat> Joe Biden, of course, can never, is not functional at this point. What, what would you think, Dees? Uh, far from it. He's far from, he's, he's, he's bad. I mean, he's nuts. So, this is Gateway Pundit. There's really no audio worth playing out of this. I tried. There's nothing that really gives it. But the Gateway, the Gateway Pundit came out swinging like this, that Joe Biden has dementia. Biden wandered around confused during Tuesday night's July 4th festivities at the White House. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Jill, doctor, she's not even a real doctor. Dr. Jill joined Joe Biden on stage at the White House's Independence Day celebration. It was time for Joe Biden to exit stage left, but he ended up wandering around the stage. Did you watch this video? Yeah, and this, look, I 100% agree Joe Biden has not got the mental capacity to live in a nursing home let alone live in a white house he's talking it's like he's talking to somebody that ain't there but this is not there this is the gateway pundit fishing because look at the video i did he's look he turns around you can tell he's expecting and again this might be that he completely forgot what they told him but he's turning around trying to hand the mic off the the point walks around it doesn't it's a bad look without question but i don't think it's literally i don't know where i'm at it's Hey, who am I supposed to give this mic no, to? I don't. And he keeps looking, he looks, and then he walks over to the only other person on the stage, which is the the soldier right there at the steps. This is everything that the president does is so choreographed. It's so choreographed. You you're gonna are you really gonna tell me that by this point in time they haven't taken extra measures to make sure he doesn't look like a buffoon? He yeah, no, still I, looks like I, a buffoon. I, I agree. <clears throat> that this was the case where they probably told him and he just completely forgot. I don't buy what the pundit is selling in that, oh, he just completely doesn't know where he's at. He probably forgot that he was supposed to go to the guy and give him the mic. Probably forgot. He, he probably forgot he's supposed to go from point A to point B. That's yeah. an yeah. issue. If I saw my father doing this, I'd look at my mom and be like, he, what's wrong with him? Again, I'm not in any way, shape or form disagreeing with the point that, yeah, he is shot, but. For the gateway pundit using this and and wording it the way they word it make it look like he just doesn't know where he's at. He just forgot that he was supposed to walk over to that guy and give him the mic as opposed to turn around. There's supposed to be somebody right behind him. Either I, way, I agree. It's a bad look. I agree. My point is he does it all the time though. If he just Agreed. if this was the only time this ever happened, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Well, he maybe they didn't prep him good enough. Yeah, you every if you take damn the collective day. works, and then yeah, it's definitely not a good look. People are the world's leaders are watching us at the moment, and they're laughing at us, and they're going, "Ha ha, that's we go to school of America." That's exactly what they're doing because we got no dukes. I yeah. mean, you and I got dukes. We got service members that have dukes. We got citizens that have the dukes, but. Our government, who's actually running the show, well, if you want to call it, we can debate if they're running the show. It's a show, all right. You know what? And this thing, I mean, the earth is flat, too. So, you know, all these lies they've told us that, you know, I'm not even going to get on the flat earthers. I'm going to get so many comments on this. I can't wait for the usual suspects to show up and try to try to talk me into believing this hoo-ha. Have you ever looked into that? The flat earth thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, Who the hell came up with this? I have no idea. You know, I think that's a psyops. I think somebody started, I think the government started that to distract people. Yeah, their biggest, 
argument point of contention is the moon landing and to be fair that's a compelling argument it is they've got some compelling stuff but there's counters for everything that's yeah. it you know what here's the thing a conspiracy theory i like a good conspiracy theory whether it's the moon landing you know to at least debate it or look at that or oh look somebody's got this picture and there's no shadow where there's supposed to be a shadow or yeah. whatever that's that's interesting stuff and of course the space race at the time i could see why yeah like i said i i don't know if we talked about it on the show or if we just had a conversation about it but i of all the things the weird conspiracies that's the one that you would have the easiest time convincing me was that the moon landing was fake i'm not saying it was i'm just saying right you could you know if you presented the evidence in the right way i could be like it's plausible do you, do you, do you does that mean the earth is flat no so, so I told some people I was in an argument with them, and they want to come on the show, all right? And I'm like, I'm not doing, a, I'm not letting you come on the show for you know 20 minutes and do this. Maybe we'll do a YouTube live because I think it would be interesting to see what they have to say. But on the other hand, no. So flat earthers, I was reading about this, actually believe that gravity doesn't exist. There's no such thing as gravity. Did you know that? Uh, That's a conspiracy. And the moon and the sun are big lights that are 20 miles up in the sky dude okay seriously they also believe because there's no gravity that the earth is traveling upwards at 37 miles an hour that's why stuff falls now i got a question first of all i did first not of know all, that yeah first of all okay this is idiocy at its finest anybody with a functioning brain can figure this out if the earth's traveling up at 37 miles an hour and you take a 30 pound lead weight and a feather and you let go of them, they would both hit the earth at the same time, wouldn't they? Yeah, that's been proven. Yeah. So that that's first first of all. Second thing is I have a challenge to any flat earther out there. And every time I throw this challenge out, it's always deflected. There's always some reason. Well, telescopes are only good for 50 miles. What, the, what are you talking about? This is my challenge to a flat earther. And you know what? I'll even rent the telescope for you. If the earth is legitimately flat, you can take a telescope from anywhere on the planet and see Mount Everest. Yeah, you would think so. It's the tallest It's the tallest natural point on the Earth, isn't it? Yeah. It's, nothing else is above it, right? Right. So you should be able to take a telescope and see Mount Everest. Well, here, here I have one. Okay, I'll go ahead. If the Earth was flat, and I won't even go as far as the East Coast, having lived there in Indianapolis, I can tell you that early in the morning— the sun is out in Indianapolis, and it's dark in Bloomington. Oh, they got reasons for that, too. They got reasons for everything. Only for a few minutes, because they are relatively close together. But it does happen. If the Earth was flat, if one had daylight, the other would have daylight. Ex exactories. But they, they got this conspiracy theory for everything, man. So they don't believe that, that a globe can contain water. They, they believe that the water will fall off the planet. They believe the water would fall off the planet. Well, it's gravity. Well, no, gravity's fake. There's no such thing as gravity. Hey, I'm going to throw you off the roof of this building, and you tell me if gravity's fake or not. Remember when we said that we weren't going to talk about flat Earth for 20 minutes? I, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I got off on a tangent. Anyway, we've got some uh, we've got some news for you from the Ben and Jerry's ice cream front, the good old con you know patriotic Ben and Jerry's. Let's go, Dees. Do you remember Bud Light and their big mistake of course you remember it because we talk Who can forget about it, it it's still going week. on they're th almost 30 percent down in sales there's they're, they're but don't out. worry ben and jerry's 
says, hold my beer. <laughs> on fourth of the 4th of July, of all times to say something, on the 4th of July, the company's official Twitter account came on and tweeted, this 4th of July, it's high time we recognize that the U.S. exists on stolen indigenous land and commit to returning it, Ben and Jerry's wrote on his Twitter, linking a blog to a blog post on the topic. You, you're abs- first, first off, and, and sorry, Kev, but I'm literally going to steal your line from your show a few days ago. You cannot find a single inch of land on this planet that was not originally owned by somebody else and correct indigenous peoples yeah t- take taken over by well maybe there's some groups but you can't find much let's just put it that way there there is literally an island off down, the coast of india off the coast of india that has had no white person or modern day has never been touched never by been modern touched civilization. They, they still function as they did a thousand years ago. it's illegal in fact the like the indian, you can't go there yeah the indian police or navy or whatever if you try and approach the island they will arrest you and people that have made it to the island have been killed. Yes. There's a reason that they want to keep people off the island and yeah. they don't want to hurt these folks. Either. Yeah. So that's that's one spot of land that has never been stolen. At so, least, well, we don't know. Maybe they stole it from somebody else. Well, here, here, I, I want to make this point, too. <coughs> Actually, that was a very patriotic thing that Ben and Jerry's put out when you think about it. Because, yeah, I agree that we need to go back to the Spaniards and we need to string them up by their testicles for taking that land from the indigenous people of, of North America. What do you think? Uh, but we didn't take it from them. Well, we they they're the ones that they, conquered it. They they're the ones started it. Yeah, they started then it. The British you, came over. You know what? If you if you want to split hairs, we can split hairs on the yeah. No, it's, I mean it's definitely like a potpourri is, of, of you know. Tell countries. you what. Tell you what. Ben and Jerry's is wine. Have you ever seen these two? Yes. Losers. Okay, why don't you just... I got an idea, Ben and Jerry. Their, their you, first idea is Mount Rushmore. Take down Ru- Mount Rushmore. Yeah, take down Mount Rushmore. How about you just get out of the country? How about you just drop your ice cream and your millions of dollars and go blow off? Yeah. Hey, Ben and Jerry, how about you start this whole thing off by giving up all of your corporate property? Yeah, let's not Yeah, let's not be capitalists, Ben and Jerry's. You idiots. This is the old Donzo and D show. We'll be right back on Cities 92.9, baby. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. No, we're not. We're all Donzo and D's, and this is the old Donzo and D's show here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I, of course, am the one and the only El Donzo. I'm D's. And we're going to get back into this Ben and Jerry's, the big patriots of America story here. These continue with this. We were covering this on the last on the last segment. Yeah, before somebody got off on a tangent about flat earthers. Uh, well, that was before you started in with the Ben and Jerry's yeah. thing. Don't get me going. Anyway, Ben and Jerry's, obviously, they made that tweet. And since it has, uh, obviously, it created a huge firestorm. And they are now upwards of $2 billion uh, lost in market share. And uh, it's not going anywhere fast. Their parent company is Unilever, who owns a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, you're going to have to believe that. <laughs> Just keep going. And, uh, yeah, their market share has dropped over $2 billion. And this is literally, what are, where are we at? We're on July 8th, so in four days. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, just how much this brand tanks over the course of the next few weeks. I I can't for the life of me figure out at this point 
why these companies, well, I got a pretty good idea. It's a conspiracy theory, though. These companies just keep shooting themselves in the foot. First, you had Bud Light. Then you had Adidas. I think Nike got in on this. And then, of course, the thing with Target. Now, you said, oh, wait a minute, Dees. You said that Ben & Jerry's is down how much after this? Their parent company, uh, Unilever, has dropped over $2 billion of market share. So they could possibly recover that. But, you know, the way the stock market works, same thing come out with Bud Light right off the bat. We'll know as far as what, like when sales reports starts coming out, how much it's going to hurt. But the initial shockwave hurt them badly. Whether or not they recover is another story, but uh, definitely not a good look. Well, you know what? We, we, we were just talking about Target, too. Mm-hmm. Target is down. Their stock has fallen 20% since they introduced this Pride merchandise. Right. And for the people listening that may not have heard this, they the big thing was swimsuits with all this goofy Pride stuff on it. But also, they made swimsuits for females mm-hmm. that would... What do they call that when the breasts are, there's a, there's a word for that, uh, re, not restricted. Anyway, they smushed the breasts so the breasts don't show. And they also had the, the little pockets. Yeah, the little pockets. Yeah. Now, it was initially and reported. So the, so the boys could tuck their genitals and not be boys. Yeah, but it was initially reported that they had those for young, like, ch- children. And that's not the case. It was their adult trans swimwear that actually had the tuck it pockets i never saw that that wasn't the case you're gonna need to pull that up well i don't know that i can a month after the fact but i i did see that and i meant to bring it up but then something else stupid happened and we talked about that instead yeah you should have brought that up because yeah they called it tuck friendly construction extra crotch coverage no, I saw no because they had ones for little kids too. The ones oh, that for, was the, the ones for the little kids were the LGBT. Well, I'm gonna have yeah. to look into this because I need to make sure because I know that there was youth, yeah, they, they, and stuff like that. No, all the youth stuff was like gay pride and you remember you know, youth is that. 14, 15 too. Yeah, I do think that some of the youth swimsuits had the chest wrap thing. But as far as the actual tucket pockets, there we go. it was in the adult section. Well, definitely have but to But it was all that. the same. They were all right there together, but it was part of the adult part of that um, display, whatever you want to call it. Either way, yeah, they they took one on the chin for it. So and <clears throat> speaking of the transgender thing, DeSantis is really stepping all over his woo-ha with this one. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis defended his campaign's decision to share a third-party video ripping former President Donald Trump over his past remarks expressing support for the LGBTQ community. So I'm going to preface this with one thing. I've got no problem with anybody that would support the LGBTQ community for a multitude of reasons. I mean, we would support anybody's desire to do whatever they wanted to do as long as it didn't harm anybody or didn't harm children or anything like that. Yeah, we support them, whatever. Uh, so just wanted to get that out of the way right now. But we do not support the foolish monkey shines going on with this stuff and what's going on with the kids and all these pride parades and the guys out there shaking their tallywhackers in kids' faces. We don't support that. We don't support the drag queen story hour with these guys spreading their legs in front of these kids. So there's a big difference there. Anyway, it went on. Identifying Donald Trump as really being a pioneer in injecting gender ideology into the mainstream where he has where he was having men compete against women in his beauty pageants, I think that's totally fair game, uh, he told Tommy Lahren on Wednesday. So what happened was, I'm going to pull up the story for you real quick. 
So, over a decade ago, Donald Trump helped a transgender woman compete in a Miss Universe pageant when he owned the organization before the former president said Sunday that God created two genders. Here's the deal. This gal, or this guy, or this whatever, uh, was Jenna Talakova. Have you ever seen a picture of Jenna Talakova? No. Absolutely gorgeous. The most gorgeous man I've ever seen in my life, okay? Absolutely passable. So it's for- better, better than the uh, White House flasher? Yeah, I'd say probably yeah. better. Uh, so this happened back in 2012. A transgender beauty queen who entered the Miss Universe Canada competition. Now, the law in Canada was if you went through the changes and you went through the sex change and you actually changed your gender on your documentation, then you could compete. Trump was identifying that. They didn't want to let her compete. And he said, look, this is the law. She can compete. This is exactly what it says. She's done everything by Canada standards to do this. So good luck to her. That's what happened with this. This wasn't Trump was supporting putting, you know, men and women's sports. And frankly, you know, think about this. If a biological male wants to compete in a beauty pageant, I mean, you're kind of swimming in shark infested waters there, aren't you, Dees? <laughs> really? That's not like going and swimming against a girl. Yeah. That's like you're you're the underdog. Oh, for 100%. Yeah. Yeah. If there's one area that they should and do and well, I wouldn't say should, but yeah. if that's that's the least of my worries. If if my daughter was in a beauty pageant, and some dude got in there. I don't think that's right, but I wouldn't really be as scared of that as if my daughter was, you know, a college swimmer swimming against other men. Right. I don't know. There's something about it, but I get where Trump was coming from. Do I necessarily support that? Do I'm a big proponent of that? No, but it's much ado about nothing point is ron DeSantis is grasping at straws he's so low in the polls right now yeah at this point i mean again i i do like ron DeSantis, and i think he may have a bright future with the conservatives but at this point his only prayer is they rush this whole trump case through and and it looks like trump's going to jail that's that's his only prayer yeah if that doesn't happen unless some other major scandal or whatever you know unless we have a um now I'm not going to be able to remember the guy's name, but I, Trump um, Trump actually had a lot of support within the LGBTQ community. When I say a lot of support, I don't mean a majority of the support. Uh, Rick Grinnell was the first openly gay ambassador, and he was the ambassador to Germany. Now you've got a lot of these even conservatives coming out and saying, "What this hand is, you're going too far with this." He's taking a lot of heat from both sides about this being homophobic and transphobic. Yeah, which, you you need to you know. He was pretty Walk out. In the, he was pretty out in the open with it. Is is my whole point to it. So, but identifying Trump as really being a pioneer in injecting gender ideology into the mainstream, where he was having meant, it's much ado about nothing. It was a blown up deal, and I don't know. What do you think about it? Yeah, it's it's a, a nothing burger, like you said. It, basically, he was just saying that this person has not broken any rules, any laws, whatever. So let him in. It's not like he was out there leading the march. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Speaking about leading marches and being a trend center, did you read about Madonna had to be brought back from the dead with a Narcan injection? Allegedly. Allegedly. Okay, everything's allegedly, isn't it, Dees? Everything's allegedly. If we have everything louder than everything else. If there is one thing I've learned from watching and listening to Pat McAfee is that anytime you're going to make any kind of uh, accusations, use the word allegedly. And, I'm not making accusations. No, I'm not, but you know what I mean? I'm, I'm reading the news. Look, all Pat was doing was reporting on the fact that people thought Brett Favre stole from welfare and he got sued over it, but saved his own butt 
by saying the word allegedly every time. Yeah, so. okay. Well, anyway, uh, this gateway pundit, Madonna had to be brought back from the dead, allegedly, with a Narcan injection, according to Radar Online. Now, here's the thing. It wasn't for an opioid overdose. She, I guess, apparently had sepsis, and I did not know this myself, but Narcan, I think, can actually reverse some of that with sepsis. Did you read this? Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, Madonna's brush with death was far worse than anyone knows. Radar Online has exclusively been told. When the Queen of Pop was found unresponsive on June 24th, those who discovered her lifeless body were forced to administer a Narcan injection. Uh, Narcan is an emergency medical treatment commonly used to reverse the life-threatening effects of a suspected overdose, but it is also used to reverse acute septic shock in patients. Well, I'm glad they say Madonna because she's such a national treasure. What do you think, Dees? I... Uh, She's done a lot for music. I'll say that. I'm well, not, she's done I'm a lot for music. But she's nuts. Have you seen her lately? Yeah. She looks like. Yeah, we actually we talked about. It. In fact, we have a commercial about it. Oh yeah, Madonna's sinking slabs. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Start jacking with Envirosil. Give another shout out to them. If you got sunken concrete slabs, give those guys a call at three zero nine two seven five six three zero three. This is the Aldonzo and D Show, and we will be right back here on Cities ninety two point nine, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. It's the Eldonzo and D show, our number two right here on Cities at 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm Eldonzo. I am D's. And great news, Back to the Future was right. They're eight years late, but it looks like they were right. We yeah. are on the cusp of flying cars. Where the F is my jet pack? Coming from Fox News, the world's first fully electric flying car has been approved by the FFA, and the company is now accepting pre-orders. For the low, low cost of just $300,000, you can order your uh, Aleph, 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 Sound it like out. That. Well, it's A-L-E-F. Don't look at me. This is your story, buddy. I'm going to call him Aleph. Aleph. Aeronautics kind of aloof, though. Are, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> they are accepting uh, pre-orders. And this thing looks r really spacey, like almost like it literally was in the Jetsons. Uh, they've been given special airworthiness certification from the FFA, meaning the company will be allowed to road and air test the car, the company said in a news release. Fully electric vehicle with a hydrogen option. Not sure. I take the hydrogen option at this point. All this electric stuff. Did Stockton Rush help design this thing? I hope not. Uh, it's a low-speed vehicle. It can be driven up to 200 miles on public roads and fits into a regular garage, but it can also launch vertically into the air with a flying range of 110 miles. The company's Model A car can fly forward above the obstacles until a desired destination is reached. The driver and the cabin are stabilized by a unique Jimbald rotating cabin design. If you ever, we got to get a picture of this up on Facebook. Yeah, this okay, is if wild. You guys, this is this is almost doesn't look real, but it is. And I wouldn't trust a flying car at this point. I mean, just looking at this thing, I like how the hell does this get off the air? It 
if you can, and I will post a picture on Facebook, but as it sits on the ground, it is, it looks like a futuristic car that, you know, you would see on the Jetsons with like a bubble as a cockpit, but for it to fly, it lifts straight up in the air and like, it doesn't have wings or, you know, it, it doesn't I, go forward in the manner that you would be driving the car. The whole car rotates while the cockpit does not so that it, it looks more like a, like an X-Wing fighter from Star Wars. Yeah, well, you know what this looks like to me? Death is what it looks like to me. Is there an air, no, is there a parachute on this thing? What happens when the, when the BS lithium batteries go dead or explodes? No, 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 not for Eldonzo. No, I'm not having any part in this. If there's okay. not a parachute on that thing, I'm not even, I'm not even thinking about getting it. Okay, in. but you're saying you want the hydrogen version? Well, what happens if that fails? And you go plummeting to the earth. I'm not saying I want hydrogen. I would, I would, tank. I would prefer hydrogen if I had. <laughs> if you put a gun, if you put a gun to Eldonzo's head and said electric or hydrogen, I'd probably try the hydrogen. But I'm not doing either one of them. Why would they design these things without a parachute? You know how many lawsuits are going to get for this? This is. I don't think. I think this is just. This is like the the Ocean Gate thing. Well, I, I mean, just logistically. Granted, we're still probably decades away from this being a normalized thing. But yeah, um, but like they're going to have to reroute everything, air traffic, road traffic. Like you can't just randomly launch what? your car into the sky. And what know. happens when somebody gets drunk and then flies into a power <laughs> line? I'm serious about this. These people are idiots. I'm There's going, no way this I'm is going, going to jail. Off. I got an FUI. Yeah, <laughs> flying under <laughs> the influence. Yeah. huh? That was uh, oh, who was that? That was uh. What was the name of the comedian that did the uh, where the F is my jetpack? Oh, uh, Tim Cavanaugh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Tim Cavanaugh. He passed away a couple years ago. Funny guy. Funny guy. Check him out if you ever get a chance. His stuff's all over YouTube. But absolutely funny guy. Was on Bob and Tom a lot. So we were talking about this flying car thing. But did you also see that uh, the Ocean Gate is still in the news for some idiocy that they've pulled? This is the first story I want to touch on. This is New York Post headline. Seriously, OceanGate CEO compared glue holding Titan sub together to peanut butter. That that just sounds anyway. OceanGate CEO Stockton Rush once compared the glue holding the doomed Titan submersible together to peanut butter and called the tourist vessel's carbon fiber hull design pretty simple. Rush was overseeing the bonding of the sub's titanium ring and carbon fiber hull when he made the odd statement in a 2018 video posted on the company's YouTube channel. He said the glue used for the task was very thick, so it's not like Elmer's glue. Well, thank God for that. It's not like Elmer's <laughs> glue. What? Idiot. Instead, it was like Elmer's paste. Yeah, adding this like peanut butter. Now, Rush did admit elsewhere in the video that if we mess up, there's not a lot of room for recovery. The carbon fiber composite construction has come under heavy scrutiny, of course, since the, tit since the Titan imploded on June 18th, killing Rush, 61, uh, British billionaire, and three other people. Everything that 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 ha that that comes out about this is like a like he's just saying we're gonna die in this thing. Do you are you getting the same thing from this? These yeah, there have been numerous stories that have come out in the last couple of weeks about things that went wrong during some of the voyages. I, like I remember there was one where they lost. Uh, I don't know if they lost comms. I think they lost comms. And, I got that story. I think pulled up right and here, and they had to basically. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 
the contraption that released the weights. Yes, I've got that story pulled up. Yeah. And this is another New York Post. It's OceanGate CEO told previous passengers to sleep after the sub battery died. Oh, check this out. Videographer who once traveled to the Titan, uh, to the Titanic aboard the doomed OceanGate submersible has claimed that CEO Stockton Rush shamelessly suggested suggested that the passengers sleep after the battery went dead. So this guy says uh, so he was down there with him. He goes, at first I thought he was joking because we were over two hours into the expedition and so close to the bottom. But then he explained that one of the batteries went kaput and we were having trouble using the electronic drops for the weights so it would be hard for us to get back to the surface. And this is where it just blows my mind. Uh, Rush then suggested that the passengers go to sleep as the Titan's weights dissolved, a process that required 24 hours. 20 four hours to let the weights dissolve because their contraption wouldn't drop them. Oh yeah. No, this is not the story that I read. This one's different. There's a different one. Yes. The one that I read that came out last week was that I don't know that it was the battery that was dead, but basically the weight dropping system failed. And instead of telling the guys to go to sleep, he had them basically rock back and forth. Are you kidding inside me? the cab to shake the weights off of the contraption? And then the, once they got all the weights off, it began its slow ascent. Yeah. So, so this, this is what this, I think. This is a totally different episode. This is what I think. I think Stockton Rush had a death wish. No, I seriously do. I think he like one of those guys that maybe wanted to commit suicide, but just didn't have the motzi to do it himself. So he just like made it exciting. He made an adventure out of yeah, killing himself. One of himself. these times, man. One of these times. And uh, yeah, he had to have been saying, "One of these times, this thing's going to implode, man. I'm going to be at the bottom with the Titanic. That's going to be my final resting place. I'm going to take all you stupid SOBs with me that just paid me two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to go down there." Yeah. Anyway, every week there's more and more coming out about this Ocean Gate deal, and it just blows my mind that nobody like that knew him stopped him and and shut him down. Who in their right mind? All this stuff that we're talking about is not new. Is not news, really. It's been out there. Anybody could have found it. If I would have been interested in OceanGate, I could have found all this stuff. Right. This was out there as public <laughs> knowledge, and people just let this guy do this? It just baffles me. It baffles me. Something else that baffles me real quick. <laughs> this is a page six article. Did you happen to read this? About I did. Arbery O'Day. Now, tell everybody who Arbery O'Day is, because you're more familiar with this chick than I am. Uh, she was like a model and a, a musician and a big like social media presence. So she was a she was a squeeze of Don Donald Trump Jr.'s. And I guess he had an affair on his his wife with her. And uh, she's come out and she was on the Mia Culpa podcast with uh, everybody's favorite dirtbag, Michael Cohen. And she reflected on the first time that she and the former president's oldest son allegedly had sex. Uh, quote, I was hosting a gay club and our first time going out together. He wanted to see me so bad. And I told him, well, I'm going to be at a gay club tonight. So Don shows up at the gay club and I'm talking about this. I'm talking about this is one of the biggest gay parties in New York. It's a huge effing club, she continues. Everybody was in a G-string or less. While the former MTV star thought there was no way Trump would have a good time, she claimed he was super comfortable despite his current anti-LGBTQIA LMNOZ views. I looked at his Instagram for the first time in years and saw all kinds of jokes of belittling the gay community, and I thought to myself, man, you were super comfortable in that club. 
In fact, so comfortable that we ended up going to the bathroom and, for the first time, had sex in a gay club bathroom. So this is, of course, being meant as a cheap shot on the Trump family. So first of all, just because somebody comes out, and we discussed this earlier in the show, comes out and says, hey, I don't support what's going on right now, doesn't mean you're not comfortable with gay people. I think this perfectly illustrates it. I mean, she's a gorgeous woman. Yeah. I was Why g- would you? It, obviously, this just proves the fact that conservatives, even though we're against some of this stuff going on, we don't care. It doesn't bother us. We're not homophobes. No. Uh, again, parents send the children out of the room. <clears throat> I would have had relations with this woman on the dance floor of the gay club. Oh, absolutely. I'd have done it in front of every. I'd, yeah. I'd have had relations with her at the Thanksgiving table in front of my family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how hot yeah, she I don't is. get how this is a story. And yeah, so, just because he seemed comfortable. It's a club. That know? just makes me that just solidifies even more that Donald Trump Jr. is a self-respecting man. I've gone to diesel multiple times and had a great time and it i guess what i didn't go home with anybody of the same sex it's just a place i'm having a good time at and if she was there i'd be having even better time there you go this is the el donzo and d show on cities 92.9 they probably want us to stop saying that at this point we'll be right back after these commercial messages Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. This is the El Donzo and Dee Show. I'm El Donzo. I am Dee's. And before we go any further, just wanted to take a remind or take a moment to remind you, check us out on all of our socials, especially our YouTube channel that can be found at youtube.com slash El Donzo and Dee's. I'm sorry, youtube.com slash El Donzo Dee's. No and in there. And we post videos of our shows. We throw in extra pictures and memes and goofy stuff like that. We also get on there and do live streams and tell goofy stories, stuff that uh, may not necessarily be suitable for the radio. So check us out, youtube.com, Ds. Also, follow us on Twitter, at Ds and Facebook, facebook.com slash Ds. You know what? And I just want to say I'm just so happy because my favorite little twits back in the news that's right. I know. Dee's is thinking, how dare you? But I'm going to do it anyway. I don't care. Greta Thunberg has been charged in Sweden with disobeying a police order after she joined a group of climate activists blocking oil tankers at the port in June. Swedish prosecutors confirmed Wednesday that a young woman was charged with disobedience because she refused to comply with police orders to leave the scene. The statement didn't identify the defendant, but Swedish Prosecution Authority spokeswoman Annika Collin revealed that it was 20-year-old Greta Thunberg. Uh, You have the freedom to demonstrate, but you must not demonstrate in such a way that it causes disturbances for others, Charlotte Otteson said, a Swedish prosecutor, according to reporting by the local news outlet Sidsvenskan. Sidsvenskan. I did pretty good with that, didn't I? Sidsvenskan. Oh, yeah, it's a bit of a Swedish meatballs. Look at this little, look at her. She looks so sad. Why is she so sad? She's blocking traffic. You know, here's the thing. This, if people want to protest, they can protest. You can protest about whatever you want to protest about. Now, 
we have that right over here in America, and I'm pretty sure they have that right Sweden to protest. But why don't you not, like like that gal said, wh- wh- why disturb other people's daily functions with this? Yeah, that's one that I've never quite understood, the whole I'm going to block traffic thing. Like They deserve to get run over at that yeah, point. Yeah, you're hurting hardworking people that are just trying to you know make money to take care of their families and everything, and you're not accomplishing anything. You know, especially here in the States, too. Yeah. You know, with it. With inflation as bad as it was and, and all this stuff going on. And then you have people that want to block the traffic on the freeway in Los Angeles. These people just want to go. They want to go be a slave to a corporation so they can come back and not be able to afford to pay their bills. And these idiots are standing out there stopping traffic. It's like the same thing that happened with the Black Lives Matter and George Floyd. And speaking of that, does anybody really hear about Black Lives Matter anymore? No. Ah, that's that's just dust. Well, it that's was a- slightly in the news a few days ago when the uh, mass shooter in Philly turned out to be a BLM and at the very least a cross dresser. Was it a female or a male? I can't it was remember. a male. It was a male. It was a male it who, like a female who frequently it? dressed as a female. I don't think it was dressed as a female when he went on the shooting spree, but you know, by today's well, rules, I guess now we have to ban transgenders because it seems like that uh, we've had two mass shootings from them uh, uh, in the last a BLM transgender. Yeah, we're going to have to do something about that. If you're going to ban AR-15s, might as well get rid of those nasty transgender folks too, right? Yeah. Of course, we're kidding, but yes, that's we're how kidding. ridiculous we're, it I, sounds. absolutely kidding. But Black Lives Matter is, like I said, is pretty much dust at this point. Yeah. It doesn't make the news unless somebody that was associated with it, it was semi-famous, goes and shoots people up. Maybe this person like realized that Black Lives Matter was just such a big lie that they just lost their mind and went postal. Like they actually fell for this. Because the reason Black Lives Matter doesn't exist anymore, it does, but it doesn't. The reason it's not as prominent as it was because a new social justice program came in called transgenderism. Yeah. And took over for that. And we've talked about this on a previous show. BLM was helping to usher this in. And the people in BLM were going, well, what are we worried about sex? We're worried about black lives. Why does it come up to sex and transgenderism and homosexuality? That ushered it right in. BLM didn't get the job done, so now they're using this transgender stuff to do it. And I've said this before. I actually feel bad for transgender people, legit transgender people. Not these young kids that are just brainwashed into the newest fad. I don't feel bad. I do feel bad for them because it's causing them issues. They're being convinced they're something they're not. But I really, really do feel bad for legit transgender people that are just confused because they're being used as pawns in a game. Agreed. I mean, that's all this is. Dees, did you have anything else before I go into the next story? Yeah, I got a couple of good things that came out from the uh, 4th of July weekend. First and foremost, Joey Jaws Chestnut has once again won the Nathan's Famous 4th of July hot dog eating contest. Although his numbers were down to 62 hot dogs and buns in the 10-minute time limit. But it almost didn't happen because the storms that were passing through Coney Island uh, on the 4th, they had thunder and lightning, and they basically announced that it was canceled, that they weren't going to do it. Uh, The crowd wasn't having it. They were still hanging around, and after about an hour and a half, uh, Joey Chestnut basically stormed out of his whatever dressing room trailer. What I don't know where he was staying at the time, but he basically walked out and went over to the officials and was like, we're doing this effing thing. And sure enough, at the uh, two-hour delay mark, they kicked it off, and he defended his mustard belt 
for a record 16th time by eating, again, the aforementioned 62 hot dog and buns in 10 minutes. Boy, that guy that guy goes through, uh, wow, 62. Yeah, and, and his record is 75. He wants 77. He thinks that that's doable. Uh, he blames the uh, poor weather conditions and everything else. And, and again, he if, goes through more wieners than a porn star, man. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, yeah, to say the least. Uh, another good thing that happened over the course of the 4th of July weekend. If you could actually let me get something in real quick. Speaking of hot dogs and wieners and cooking out, if you could let me do this. We have the female Friday fun day float coming up down the Mackinac River on July 14th. And we will be there. My group is the Wiener Slingers. We go down on a sandbar. We bring beer. We cook hot dogs for all the gals that come down uh, the river. They all stop there every year. It's become a pretty big thing. So you check it out. If you're watching YouTube, that's the Wiener Slingers logo right there. We got koozies and we give them out. And it's all for donations for prostate cancer awareness. So they do this for the guys. It's an all-female float. If you're a female and you want to get in on it, uh, go ahead and hit me up on Facebook, and I'll get you in contact with with who you got to talk to to sign up for this. But it's a good time. The weather's usually always great, and if it's not, you still have a good time anyway. I might come down there and sling a wiener. Yeah, or two. you you know what, Dees, you're going to have to get permission from the group, but I think we can make that happen. Maybe we should do like a live thing from down there, or like do a part of a show from down there. What that do you would, think? That would be cool. So maybe we'll, maybe Eldonzo and Dees, maybe we'll both be down there slinging wieners. That's what we call it, cook hot dogs and. All the we take donations, so if you come up and get a hot dog or you get a beer from us, you don't have to give us any money. But whatever money you do give us, we give to the Prostate Cancer Awareness Fund. So that's all donated, a thousand percent donated. We don't make any money, we don't recoup any money on it. Remember, that's July fourteenth, and we will go ahead and post details on our Facebook page. So if you want to get over there and check that out, and I think you can still sign up for it, it's for a good cause because. Prostate cancer runs in my family, so yeah, I got to get the old exam every now and again and make sure I'm good to go. But anyway, Dee's, sorry to interrupt you, but I thought that'd be a good segue into that. So yeah, uh, the popular gas station chain Sheets, which is uh, located on the Mid Atlantic, like uh, Ohio, Pennsylvania area, uh, family owned. Well, it, to celebrate Independence Day by starting at 12:01 on the Fourth of July, they lowered their gas prices across the board with the exception of uh, I believe E85 and diesel to $1.77.6 wow. for 24 hours. I would imagine the lines were uh, pretty hectic there and uh, just goes to show that there are still some good people out there that aren't raking in ton billions of dollars from overpriced oil and gasoline. And I bet you that they still made a profit on that well i'm I'm sure they i'm sure they probably did okay <clears throat> excuse me but <laughs> you are speaking of doing okay i'm doing fine i'm doing all right i'm doing just fine d's but yeah i thought that was uh that was a pretty cool thing yeah that was pretty cool celebrate the uh yeah celebrate july 4th that was pretty cool uh you know i gotta bring this up real quick and i've been kind of yeah i'd say following this a little bit i guess france is in a bad state right now <laughs> to say the least, yes. Let's see what how much time we got. We got a little bit of time. We're going to kind of get into this real quick, and we'll cover it on the next segment if we have to. So this is a headline. France has fallen after 1,000 buildings burnt, 5,600 vehicles destroyed, 3,300 arrests. Government vows to crack down on free speech. 
89% of Frenchmen condemned the violence committed against security forces, leaving left-wing riot apologists in the tiny minority. The man was killed by a flashbang grenade in Marseille. The GoFundMe for the police officer involved in the deadly shooting of Nahal M. reached $1.6 million. The Macron government proposed cracking down on free speech instead of the rioters. So these people are going out there and rioting all across France, burning buildings down, killing people, destroying stuff, and they're cracking down on free speech. <laughs> this is coming to America. That's why I wanted to yeah. bring this up and kind of recap. That's exactly what we're going to be having here pretty soon. According to a survey of BFMTV on Tuesday, July 4th, 89% of respondents condemned the violence perpetrated against the police. Only 20% voiced understanding for the violence. 66% blamed parental negligence. 55% blamed uh, lax law enforcement. And 43% blamed drug trafficking in some cities. French confidence in the police remains high, while 76% criticize the government's handling of the violence. This is why France is just filled with wussies. How? But it's coming here. That's my whole point. I'm to surprised, it. honestly, that it hasn't already gotten here. Uh, just given the everything that's. I mean, we've been talking about this uh, civil war type stuff here in America since basically COVID, when this sh show was born. Uh, I'm, I'm amazed that it hasn't, you know, exploded here yet. Yeah, I, I am too, but it has in little spurts. It has in spurts. Yeah. But this is the Aldonzo and D Show. We'll be right back here on Cities 92.9, News and Talk of Bloomington Normal. Hey, welcome back to the El Donzo and D Show right here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dees. And we're getting back to the show right now. It's Hopefully it's a beautiful Saturday. I know Friday's shaping up to be pretty good. Uh, wanted to get into the front, the the riots going on in France. Yeah, I had a more. question. Yeah. What even started all that? That's Yeah, good question. I probably should have uh, prefaced that first earlier in the last segment. So there was a kid named Nahel who was from, I think it was upper Africa somewhere. He was an immigrant. So he was in the car with a couple people. Uh, I think this was on the 28th of June and they were getting pulled over by the cops and he ran a red light and then he got stuck in a traffic jam. So there was two officers involved with this and they drew their guns to prevent him from starting the car again. Uh, the officer who fired the single shot said he wanted to prevent the car from leaving and because he feared someone may be hit by the car, including himself or his colleague. Both officers said they felt threatened by seeing the car drive off. So this is one of those sayings where somebody put themselves in a bad situation, and he was 17 years old. Of course, the cops don't know that. They try to pull somebody over. They drive off. They pursue him. They get stuff, stuck in a traffic jam. I'm not sure what the details, the fine details are yet on this. But it wasn't just like some cop went up and killed somebody. But now everything's unfolding in France over this. Everything's burning to the ground. And, it's, of course, same thing as like what happened with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and a countless list of others that got killed while a crime was happening or under similar circumstances. Nobody wants to s just, you know, sit tight and wait for all the facts to come out. And that's obviously what's going on in France right now. I mean, why would you do something so silly as to make, you know, 
informed decisions and opinions. Right. No, nobody does that anymore. Why start now? So we don't know what's going on yet. So we're not going to pass judgment. We're going to do some more digging into it. But yeah, I, France is just burning to the ground over this, just like what happened uh, with the George Floyd riots here. So, but it's a lot worse there in France. So they've absolutely lost control of this. Yeah, it would certainly appear so. So anyway, there's another story I wanted to get to. We're talking about going around the world here. Uh, so that Yevgeny Prigozhin, that was uh, the leader of the Wagner Group over in Russia. Mm -hmm. This is another thing that gets me. I want to get into this story. They raided, the Russian military raided his house. Okay. And let's see if they got a list, a punch list here, what he, what he had in there. Uh, Russian forces... The Russian forces June raid of since-exiled Wagner mercenary group boss Yevgeny Prigozhin's home turned up an extensive collection of wigs, sledgehammers, reportedly used to slaughter traitors, and gold, millions of dollars, weapons, all this stuff he had, you know, stashed away in his mansion. I think it was like it came out to $100 million in rubles or something like that. So they go in, they raid him, and then they send him to Belarus to be exiled. And guess what they did with all the stuff they got from the raid? Bought cocaine? <laughs> no, they're not Hunter Biden. They sent it to Belarus. They gave it back to him. Really? Yeah. So for these people going, oh, this was a you know Western psyops with with the Wagner Group. No, I really believe wholeheartedly that this was an inside job between him and Putin. And I said this on last week's show. My reasoning for this was there's no way that Pergozin would do this. Not, and not know that he was going to be the first one to get whacked for going up against the Russian military. 600 million rubles, rubles equal to $6.58 million. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah, but that's a lot of money. He yeah. said he used that to pay the, he said he used that money to pay the Wagner group guys. So Russia goes in, raids him, and then sends all this stuff back to him. The point I was trying to make with this, though, and you just kind of put a better number to it, and I appreciate that while I was talking and getting that info. I think that this was an inside job, once again, between Vladimir Putin and Pergozin. I think he wanted him to do this and go against the Russians so it could, I guess, rip the Band-Aid off of who, who was with Putin and who was against him. Because nothing happened to the Wagner Group guys. They just got exiled. They struck a deal that they're good to go. But then he goes in, Putin does, and starts whacking his upper generals. The people that knew about this. So he found out who all the people that knew that this was going to happen. And he went in and started disappearing them. And now the fact that they raid Pergozin's mansion and give all the stuff back to him. And they got him in Belarus, which they just stocked up with nuclear weapons, which is right on the border of Ukraine. Now, according to this story, Pergozin himself returned to Russia on mm. Tuesday to collect Correct. his cache of weapons and... Uh, you were right, $100 million yes. in cash and gold that had been seized. Yes. So they went in and got all his stuff and collected it for him, let him come back into Russia after he's been exiled, and then off he goes right back to Belarus. So you want to tell me something's not fishy here? Yeah, and we're talking about Vladimir Putin, who has been notoriously... Um, uh, he say. would off a sucker for a six pack. Okay. Yeah. We're talking about a guy that, you know, he's talking about death to everybody that is opposed to me, blah, blah, blah. Well, this guy just tried to take over your country. Oh, but 
here's all your weapons back and here's your hundred million dollars in cash and gold. You go just you go back to your little Belarus and, and we'll be done. That that seems awful fishy. I, I, I got to give myself props for this. I think I'm onto something with that theory. I, it's sounding more plausible after this. I agree. I agree. These, did you have anything you wanted to get to before I go into the next story? Depends what your next story was going to be. It's going to be the Koberger thing. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. You want me to go ahead with yep, it? Yep. So here's my theory on this. So, okay, this is the headline. Brian Koberger death penalty would cost $1 million more uh, than life in prison. So they're kind of doing the numbers here. Uh, seeking the death penalty rather than life imprisonment for Idaho student murder suspect Brian Koberger could cost taxpayers an additional $1 million if he's convicted. Uh, Latta County Prosecuting Attorney Bill Thompson notified the court and the defense on June 26th that his office intended to seek death if Koberger is convicted in the November 2022 slayings of four University of Idaho students. Convicted killers stack up hefty medical bills as they await execution. Why? Why? Take them out back and off them. What's yes. so hard about this? You get one, like you get an appeal. In, in today's, you know, technology with DNA and everything, you get one appeal to, to reprove your case. If you don't get it, get tomorrow, lights out. Yeah, I agree. Why, why are we sitting here taking care of these guys? We know they got to be off. Yeah. I've never understood that. I've looked into it and tried to read it. And it's like, well, it's got this and got that. And there's a waiting. To, why is there? Why? Especially in, in a place like Idaho where because of the shortage of lethal injections, they reinstated the firing squad. And there is literally a man on death row in Idaho right now that has been there for 40 years. What are we waiting for? Oh, well, he's got cancer. So what? Put him out of his misery. Yes. Me, me personally, I'd rather have the firing squad go out with a bang. You and, know what I mean? Yeah. Instead, you're wasting who knows? Well, $1.5 million over the course of his, his time there in taxpayer money, keeping this person alive that you sentenced to die. Like, why? So I, I agree with you 100%, but I got a, th I got a thought on Koberger. You had some some stuff some information about there is some doubt here and the prosecutors and everything holding some information back yeah early on i believe it was in the grand jury hearings there was a witness that could basically i don't know if it would be completely exonerate but it, at the very least throw a lot of doubt and the defense was trying to get this witness to come testify and she lived out of state and she didn't want to come well they couldn't force her and the court ruled that no, she, she doesn't have to for this grand jury hearing. So they thought they could get it thrown out before it even went to went this far. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens come trial time, whether or not this is, you know, somebody that can present some evidence. There's also been some uh, serious questions over the manner in which they collected DNA evidence. So here, here's my issue with this. So Brian Koberger, I think he's 30 years old, and he's been studying criminology for like 10 or 12 years. He's working on his doctorate, I think, in, in criminology. He's sat down and then done, uh, performed interviews with serial killers. He, this kid's obsessed with it. He's done all this research and this education. I'm telling you, I wouldn't be surprised if he did this and set it up just to get off the charges. Just to just to be found innocent, just to say he got away with the perfect crime. I wouldn't be surprised one bit. This guy, he's not stupid. But when you look at the crime scene, when you look at the details, especially the first details that came out of this, it's like he just wanted to get caught. When, right. 
Well, what didn't it take a while? No, he had GP. They they tracked his phone. They got pictures of his car oh, there. His car was. They got the by. Marine Corps uh, K bar sheath with blood on it, and they. I'm just saying, it just it looked too easy to get this guy. Yeah, this is going to make for uh, an interesting uh, Netflix documentary when it's all said and done, because there, like I said, there are, are apparently issues with how evidence was collected, and then we have this mystery uh, witness that couldn't wasn't allowed to testify and and will probably be brought in for trial um it, it'll be interesting to see the trial play out nobody nobody okay this is my opinion this day and age would perform a crime that bad and that sloppy anyway that's just my take on it i'm i'm gonna wait for a surprise this is the aldonzo and d show on cities 92.9 and we'll be right back after these commercial messages Welcome back to the last segment of the Eldonzo and Dee Show. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dee's. And guess who's back in the news this week? Uh, my good friend Ka- Kamala Harris. I guess she uh, did some more butchering. I guess she's a butcher. We'll call her the, call her the butcher. Vice President Kamala Harris's wordy description of the meaning of culture brought out social media mockery as she developed. As she, you okay? Yeah, your camera was blurry. I was trying to get the autofocus to work. Oh, okay. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris's wordly, wordy description of the meaning of culture brought out social media mockery as she delivered what many considered another nonsense comment. I'm just going to play it for you guys. Culture is it, it is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? And and And... Present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. And and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment. That is a reflection of joy because, you know, it comes in the morning. <laughs> we have to find ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and, and, wow. and a connection to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it in that way, too. It's official. Well, so, I think so here's she has spent entirely is- too much time with Joe Biden. She, here's a problem. Do you know uh, where, she, where she said those remarks at about culture? The 2023 Essence Festival of Culture. <laughs> I'm serious. Some what, jokes will write themselves. What is wrong with this woman? It, it's culture, and it's all about, um, you know, mm, um, c- it's all about the culture. God, what is? Yeah, she's spending too much time around Joe. Maybe whatever Joe Biden has is uh, contagious or something. I don't know. What do you think? I guess. All right, you've got some. St- Os- I just, osmosis. Yeah, it's he is slowly consuming her and turning her into a Biden is what he's doing. She was always stupid from the get go, though. All right, Dees, you got some stories to rattle off. Let's go for it, brother man. Yeah, this one I stole from you. I'm going to elaborate on a little bit, and I'm sure you're going to have your opinion on it. But uh, Travis Kelty, Super Bowl champion for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, one of, uh, well, the best tight end in the NFL right now and one of the best of all time probably, uh, has been getting flamed for appearing in Bud Light's new commercial. Uh, And the commercial is titled Backyard Grunts with Kelsey. And it's only a it's a 15 second spot where 
he sits down in the backyard. looks like it's at a barbecue and, uh, you know, one of those, like everybody, we've all done it. You the man grunts. Home, yeah. You come home from a long day or whatever, and you finally get to sit down and crack open a cold one. And, uh, you know, one of those things. And then it flashes to all these other guys. And of course, all the, uh, super far rights came out like, Oh, he's, is he transgender too? Blah, blah, blah. Look, if Adolf Bush walked in this door right now and gave me a million dollars, I'd be on a commercial too. That's because you can be bought. Well, yeah. And so can he, it's, it's just that it's a job. Like he's not, you know, what do you expect? And I'm not necessarily asking you, but like the people like Bud Light made a huge mistake. They know it. They're paying dearly for it week after week as their sales plummet. And granted, yeah, I'm sure people want them to come out and actually apologize. But well, there's but that's not going to happen. We well, know that now. They're not going to literally come out and apologize. They have to start somewhere in changing the direction of their marketing campaign. And this, to me, is as good as any. Uh, what? Well, no. Why? What do you mean? What What do they do that made this so good? I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying that it, it people are flaming Travis Kelsey for this when, I mean, it, again, he's just appearing in a commercial. So what do they expect Bud Light to do as far as a, a marketing campaign? Uh, okay, I'm going to answer that question. First of all, I don't hold anything against Travis Kelsey, and I agree with you. It's a paycheck. All right? They're, they're trying as much as they can without actually copping to the fact that they screwed up. Is right, which doing. they never will. Which they never will, and that's where they need to start. So first of all, I've told nobody. I haven't told anybody not to drink any Anheuser-Busch products. Yeah. Okay? I don't care if they do. I don't see somebody in a bar drinking a Bud Light. Oh, you should be drinking that. You're supporting trade. I don't, I don't care. This is my thing. All right? And that's what most people... I haven't seen anybody say, you can't drink that. You shouldn't be drinking that. They're just doing singular protests on this. Travis Kelsey wants to go be in a beer commercial. I don't care. That doesn't bother me. And you're right. Bud Light is doing damage control but they're not doing the damage control that people want them to do to go back to buying their products. Yeah, and they they probably never will. And no, and just, then screw them. I mean, yeah, that's on them. They're, they're going to try and ride this out and hope that it eventually goes away. I've also seen other people talking about how, uh, well, he doesn't drink the beer. Well, that's because it's not allowed in the NFLPA um, um, contract. There's a loophole for that. You yes. can be in a beer commercial, you can be but you can't be it. drinking the beer. You, you can't be seen drinking it. And while there is a can next to him he never drinks it uh patrick mahomes actually went around this loophole a few years back with coors light when he appeared with the coors light bear instead of coors light beer and they just talked about how the bear was light and refreshing and great to have at barbecues uh it was actually kind of a funny commercial but same thing with this kelsey thing like you know get off his case he's just collecting a paycheck you know, if you're going to be mad at Bud Light, fine. Keep keep your mad at Bud Light, but and I want to hop in there. There was there was a lot of really far right people say, well, this is you know insulting the man, and this is you know making mocking how men act in the backyard. I don't know. I didn't really take it as that. I thought it was just a look. That's how men act sometimes. This is the exact kind of marketing that Bud Light had done for decades. Yes, and it's the exact kind of marketing that I don't remember her name now, but the the one that brought in Dylan Mulvaney said that she wanted to get rid of exactly. the fratty, you know, that was... I think it was. They, I didn't think it was as bad. But, you know, here's the point. They built their whole uh, brand on this kind of men behavior. But at this point, pandering to me is not going to do any good. So... I agree. I agree. Is what it is. 
but yes, moving on. Yeah. Unless you had anything else you wanted to add to that, let's see, let's see what else you got. No, in your just, little bag like of I tricks. said, get off old Travis's sack there. <clears throat> uh, here's a uh, not so happy story from the the weekend. Florida man beat his cheating wife's lover with a bat after catching them in bed. Yeah, well, you know what? Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah, and, and it's Florida, so you know there's that. Probably meth, pretty methed up situation. I bet it was. Actually, no, these were uh, like good old uh, white or. Yeah, white white collar people. Florida man. Oh, you almost messed up. They're yeah, good old almost, white people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Florida yeah, man allegedly tried to beat his cheating wife's lover to death after he caught them in bed together, according to police. An irate John Dimming, 33, allegedly stormed into a Lake Worth. I used to live not far from Lake Worth. Beach, Lake Worth. Did you know? His, did you know his wife? No. <laughs> uh, Lake Worth. Oh, I guess there's a beach on Lake Worth. Okay, that's son of a beach. June 17th with a black Rawlings aluminum bat and found his wife, Christy Barbato, in bed with her co-worker. He closed the door behind him and charged the man, knocking him down with a blow from the bat and then pinned him to the floor. Uh, a probable cause affidavit, affidavit alleges. So apparently what happened was this man uh, who worked with the woman but was a traveling salesperson, whatever, Happened to be in town for the weekend. They went and had some after work drinks, headed off. He took her home to his uh, Airbnb. And apparently, if I had to guess, I would say that uh, the husband had a tracker on her phone or car. And when she didn't come home when she was supposed to, tracked him to this Airbnb and basically broke in and hit the man three times with a baseball bat. So it reminds me of that Primus song, My Name is Mud. So yeah. I kissed him upside the cranium with them aluminum baseball bat. My name is Mud. Yeah, she she's screaming. Uh, or she was pulling him off of her lover, and he starts screaming, don't come near my effing wife again. And then he walked out. He will. Yeah, wa- walked out and drove home. So they called the police. Police showed up, took statements, sworn affidavits, all this, that, and the other. Went back to the husband's house where he was like, Nope, I've been, uh, been home all night. Well, the problem was they not only had him on camera in the Airbnb, they had his vehicle leaving the scene on a traffic camera. And there was DNA evidence on the baseball bat that they found in the laundry room. So he has since been charged with uh, attempted murder, aggravated battery with a deadly weapon and burglary with battery. My guess is this marriage is probably over. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking it's probably at least on the rocks, if anything. Uh, but, you know, sounds hey. like it was on the rocks beforehand. But uh, at this point, I would say, uh, you know, my feeling, my my feeling about this is you, you shouldn't defecate where another man eats. Yeah, just I'm, just saying that right now. And we can all avoid these these fooling monkey shines. Dees, did you have anything else? You like Jack to- Nicholson says in Batman, never Ooh, rub another, another man's, man's rhubarb. rhubarb. That's right. That's right. And speaking of rubbing rhubarb, I don't know. We got any rhubarb we need to rub this weekend because it's about time for us to get the hell out of here. Sounds like a plan to me. All right. This is the Eldonzo and Dees show on Cities 92.9. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dees. And we're going to go drink some beer or some vodka, baby. We'll catch you on the flip side next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. See ya.